This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to episode 144 of the Fight Disciples podcast. Um, if you don't subscribe, if you've only just stumbled across us, uh, you can get us on iTunes. Get yourself involved at Fight Disciples uh, on all social media platforms and our website is fightdisciples.com. Have a little bit of a nosy on there. There's a button on there which you can hit for a little bit of Fight Disciples content. And there's some good content up there this week. Oh, yes. We've made a little bit of a, a, debut, uh, a TV debut appearance uh, as a collective Thanks to our mate Darren Till, who we're going to be talking about very, very shortly, because the UFC on the fly guys came to film us a couple of weeks back. You might remember us talking about this, and now it's available on your YouTubes, on your My Face, on your, on your Face mm-hmm. Times. You name it, we are all over it. And I'd like to apologise now. So Fight Pass, UFC Fight oh, we're Pass. Everywhere, mate. As well. We're everywhere, yeah, mate. Yeah. We don't mess about. I also noticed that um, you pulled rank so, when it came to doing a piece to camera. Obviously, you'd had your hair cut and a new fade done on your beard. And you went, I'll do this, lads. Yeah, leave Baldy Locks <laughs> in the corner. Leave him in the corner. Leave the, leave the gimp in the corner. Don't put him on the television. I'm the face of Fight Disciples. I will represent us on the telly. I saw what you did. There you go. That's exactly what I did. Mm. <laughs> That's exactly how it went down. <laughs> I would also like to point out to the lovely uh, clothing partners of Luke. Um, obviously, you'll be thrilled with Nick because he wore all his regalia. He didn't just wear one. He wore the, he the trousers. He had the jumper on, the sweatshirt, you name it. He had all the, pants the, on, he had all the it, Luke yeah. gear on for that particular TV show. Uh, and if you've not seen it, it is currently on our uh, Facebook at this moment in time at Fight Disciples on Facebook. Go on there. You can watch the whole episode. I think it's about 10, 12 minutes long. Uh, and Nick's on there in all his Fight uh, Disciples regalia, oh, which is available now via Luke1977.com. Go and get yourself a T-shirt and get yourself involved with it. You can get yourself a 15% discount as well on FDLR15. That is the promo code. Go and get stuck in. You play the game, you, don't you, son? You play the game. That's it, mate. You know, you've just got to learn how to play the game right. Scouser. You know, Scouser. Scouser. That's what it is. Smooth with the right TV execs, and next thing you know, you're there getting a camera stuck in your mm. face. That's mm. how it is. But listen, don't, don't be trying to take the moment away. Go you know, on. You're, you're, you're not from this end of the... You're from the wrong end of the M62. Yeah. And this is this was our moment. Gdansk is a Liverpool moment. Yeah, don't, okay. t- don't even try and take it All away right. from us. All right, calm yourself down. So what? what is that? You don't become like one of them boxing hardcore fans where nobody else is allowed in. Don't become one oh, of God, them no. dickheads. Everyone's allowed in. Yeah. Everyone, the whole world. Everyone's, everyone's welcome at the Fight Disciples. You know that. But this is my little... This is my little, my city's little moment. This is a bit of fight history oh, for the city of Liverpool. Here so I just goes. wanted to, just yeah. wanted to, you know, to, uh, take that moment and speak as a voice for my city and say, listen, this kid's the real deal. And we're very yeah. proud of him. And we're going to Gdansk and there's going to be murder on Gdansk floor. Look at that, eh? Look at you. Oh, the fucking mayor of Liverpool has spoken. He'll be, walk- <laughs> he'll be walking his sheep through St. John's shopping centre next you, won't you? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, listen, just a quick one before we get actual stuck in into uh, UFC, I need to share this with you um, because our children are of a, are of a similar age, yeah? Yep. Uh, your eldest starts school next time, is that right? Next September, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be three, four, it'll be going on four then, is that right? Yeah, that's right, the when they're four, they, that's when they start school, Nick. Thanks for, keeping, the year up, after thanks then, for yeah. keeping up to date well, with their know. education. All right, no, I'm just, yeah. just laying it down with you. Um, so my boy has just started, right? We had our first parents' evening this week. You're going to love this, mate. You're going to love it. Just bear this in mind. Seeing as that you're a bit taller than me, first parents' evening, I went there, teacher's in there, she's on her normal chair. Mm-hmm. Why 
Why did they do this? Why do primary school teachers do this? If, you've, if you're a parent listening to this right now and you've got young kids, you'll have been to a parent's evening and I'm sure that the teachers get a little bit of a kick out of this because they get to sit on a normal chair and for some reason they can't afford to buy proper adult chairs for grown-ups to have a conversation about their kid in the classroom. No. What they do is give you a chair that is designed for a four-year-old. Sits on there so your bloody knees around your bloody ears and all sorts of stuff. Me and Mrs C were sat down in the most uncomfortable of positions on parents' <laughs> evening on Tuesday night. Why did they do that? If there's any teachers listening of primary school kids, are you just getting kicks? Are you just being a bit sick? Is that what you're doing? You just kind of get a kick out of that? Can you not afford some proper chairs? I'll get onto Theresa May and get yourself some funding. That's what I'll do. See if I can get you some proper chairs. Good luck with that. So you've got all this to uh, look forward to, mate, you know? When you go to parents' evening, just take your own deck chair with Maybe you. Maybe that's her own back, you know? Maybe that's her own back for having to wipe snot off his nose and all that kind of business. It's like, you know what? This is my moment to get all the parents back. Remember when little Johnny did this and I had to wipe his ass over there and do this over there and pick and sweep up his vomit that day and this and that and maybe that's a way of penalising all the uh, or maybe she just targeted you because you were so good at the disco and she thought you know what I'm going to bring this novel down to size that's what it is and she hid the adult chairs away in the back mm. corner and said, I'll make this no bed and his, and his missus sit on baby chairs. I think, so, I think bring, that's what it is, Bring back down to I, earth. Yeah, I think it is pure jealousy. I think what she's done, she's seen me get the golden curly whirly and she's thinking to yeah. herself, no. Did she look like a woman that enjoyed a, would enjoy a curly whirly? Yeah, she did actually. Yeah, she does look like She looks <laughs> like it. <laughs> she would enjoy a curly whirly. I'm sure Mr. Teach is enjoying the curly whirly as well. Anyway, let's get on to uh, a little bit of UFC chat, shall we? Because tonight's show is obviously dedicated to one man in particular and it's uh, Nick's boyfriend. I'm not allowed in uh, uh, in this particular relationship. Poland is the destination. UFC Gdansk um, is uh, the title, and it is Darren Till versus Cowboy Cerrone. What a fight! We got excited about it once it was made. He's been on our show so many times. We've championed him since day dot. Well before yeah. anybody really knew what Darren Till was all about, and that's mainly yeah. down to you, mate. You followed his career since you were a young whippersnapper, and now look yeah. at him topping the bill in Poland. It's a proud, proud moment for him. Proud, proud moment for everybody that's followed him. However, he ain't seeing it like that, man. He's seeing this as a natural progression. This is the statement, the night of the statement from Darren Till. Yeah, he is. You know, we had him on the show, didn't we, yesterday? And uh, I was speaking to him live from Gdansk before I head out there at the weekend. And, um, you know, he's, we're all kind of flabbergasted. And it's great that we've got another Brit that's finally able to uh, carry a show, to headline a show after Bispin. And obviously Dan Hardy's retired now, Ross Pearson. Those three have been, carried the torch for this nation for so long. That uh, uh, Jimmy Manor would, of course, Jimmy Manor more of late, but it's nice that there's a new blood in there, and he's a young guy. He's, he talks well, he fights like an absolute monster, uh, and it's just like a kind of added bonus for me. In all seriousness, it's an added bonus for me that he's from Liverpool because, listen, I've followed UFC. And by followed, I mean sat ringside as a journalist. You know, I've been a fan of UFC for years since the Tito glory days and everything else, but I've actually followed it as a journalist for the best part of 10 years. Mm. And during that 10 years, I've followed so many Brits all over the world, you name it. I've been all over America watching UFC, all over Europe. Um, and there's been so much talent from my city, from the Northwest, that have done really well from Liverpool, but I've never really managed to break through. No one's ever headlined a card before. So it's a big thing this weekend, and I think it's going to be big for the for the whole of the Northwest, never mind the UK, but the Northwest especially, to be like, you know what? There's a guy from Liverpool that's headlined a UFC event in Poland, and he's still only in his early 20s. You know, if he can do it, I can do it. So for people like... Paddy Pimlet and people like that who look up to, you know, there's a real path to follow now. Mm. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm trying to, 
I'm trying, I'm trying to stay romantic about it because I don't want to get involved in it kind of thing, if you know what I mean. I'm going to get there the weekend and I yeah. will be heavily involved then. You know, I, I've got nothing but respect for the guy in the other corner and the team that he's from. You know, we're talking about one of the best followed fighters on, on in the UFC on planet Earth. You know, you could probably count on one hand the other other fighters that are as famous, well-followed or as adored worldwide as Cowboy Cerrone. In fact, you probably you probably struggle to count it with, yeah. all, with one hand. Mm. This guy's top five most popular fighters in the world. Mm. Yeah, here's a young young twenty something Brit that's going to get in with going to get in there with him. It's amazing. It's going to be hard for you on the, on Saturday night because I know what you were like when Bellew were beating up Makabu and becoming world champion. Obviously, a, a boyhood uh, pal of yours. This is from our boxing show, by the way. If you don't listen to our boxing show, I'm referring to something that we normally release on on Tuesdays. If you come with us from boxing to UFC, thank you very much. This is going to be a. It's very, very difficult, as we've explained on many, many occasions. Yes, me and you work in the media. Yes, we work for various outlets doing this, talking about fight sports, writing about fight sports, getting involved in fight sports, okay? So sometimes we have to kind of approach things with our um, neutral minds and trying to be objective about particular things, of which we are, I think, 80, 90% of the time. But there's certain, yep. there's certain fighters that you just connect with, you know? You just get on with them, and they, we out sounding like a knobhead. They do become... Not, I wouldn't say mates. We're not ringing them up and going out for a bevy with him every single Friday, Saturday night. But they become pals. They become acquaintances. You can have a little bit of a chat with him. Where you ring them up to be involved in shows. They ring you up to be involved in various things. You help each other out and all that type of stuff. And, and you do become closer to certain fighters than you would yep. do to others. Bell, you obviously we've mentioned. There's yep. the whole Scouse contingent, I suppose, is where we're at because our studio is based in Liverpool. So we, we have a we have a big connection to a lot of gyms, boxing and UFC coming out of Liverpool. M- myself, obviously, I've mentioned many times with Anthony Crawler and various things like that. Darren yep. Till is one of those guys for you. You're connected to him emotionally. So it's going to be... I'm, I'm gutted that I'm not coming because I'm going to be in Belfast this weekend for the boxing. I'm gutted yep. that I'm not going to be coming because I know what you were like at Goodison for Bell, you. So... It's gonna. It's going to be a joy to watch if Darren does pull this off and he knocks out Cowboy Cerrone. To watch your reaction because you are like a kid in a sweet shop in these moments, and it's it's great to see because that's the essence of fight disciples. People, yeah, give, exactly. People give me and you abuse every now and again because we might side with a fighter and they think you're being biased towards that fighter, or you do. You know, it's very hard not to because we're just fans. Me and you are just fans of the of, every, of fight every journalist is, you know, every every member of the of fight sports of, of all media. You know, you wouldn't go and cover Champions League football or Premier League football if first and foremost you weren't a Liverpool fan and or, or sorry, a football fan and you would have a, an affinity to a club because that's just what sports all about. So you're always gonna have affinities. The problem is when you're working in mainstream broadcasting or mainstream media, you can't publicly let people know about your affinities or like your favourites or whatever else. Like I covered Liverpool for over a decade. Yeah, luckily enough, I covered them for Liverpool Echo, so I could slant it. But then I worked for Boxing News and I worked for Fighters Only, as you know, and I, I'd like to think I was impartial right the way through, regardless of whether I was covering someone from Liverpool who I might have known for the best part of 15 years or covering somebody from overseas that I'd never met before. I'd like to think that I was totally impartial. Mm. That's, but that's why me and you started Fight Disciples, to, so we could get away from that and go, you know what, I love this shit and I hate that shit. World Boxing Super Series, fucking love it. It's on ATV box office and so nobody else gets to see it, fucking hate it. You know, <laughs> I love doing the show because we can be totally honest. Yeah. And then with the UFC, with our MMA coverage, we're always totally honest. 
if Cowboy Simone's fighting anybody else in Poland this weekend, I'm I'm struggling to tip anyone outside of the top five in the welterweight division beating Cowboy Simone because I've got a massive affinity and I really like him as a fighter, as a character, and everything he's done for the sport. I've I've interviewed him numerous times during my days as a magazine editor. The difference is he's fighting a kid that is from my neck of the woods. Darren Till's dad and my dad actually played Sunday League football together. <laughs> Darren Till trains out of the gym. I trained my tie out of for two years. Like I know the the coaches at his gym. I when I first broke through as a journalist, when I first left uni, college, whatever, and I was working on the local newspaper. It wasn't even local Liverpool. It was like a regional yeah. Liverpool newspaper, free weekly newspaper. And I was working there, and you couldn't cover football because obviously the you know the daily papers were doing it, but you could cover fight sports. So I always covered boxing, and I always covered uh, Thai boxing at the time. There was no mixed martial arts then. And his coach, the head coach at Team Calborn, Colin Heron, he ran the best Thai boxing gym in Liverpool. So I was always speaking to Colin. So me and Colin, his coach, we go back 20 years. 20 years I've been writing about his fighters becoming world champions and champions. And we've been, we've kind of been on this journey side by side right the way to this point now where we, he's had so many amazing fighters come and go, but no one's managed to really hit the heights that Darren Till will hit this weekend. Mm. So emotionally for me, because not even thinking of Darren for the second, just thinking of Colin Heron, his coach, and what it will mean for him to finally have a fighter on the biggest stage possible in the main event. What a phenomenal achievement for him and his career as well. That's a, I'm bought in because I know the entire backstory of the entire team. And there'll be people listening to this that don't necessarily know that backstory and therefore will listen to us going, here they go, bias lads. Yeah, he's been on the show. Yeah, he's their mate. And therefore, he's go, they're going a bit OTT and they're kind of disregarding Cowboy Sauron. No, we're not at all. Cowboy Sauron's very, very dangerous. This is a top fight. I'm dead excited about it and and therefore over the last 24 48 hours i've tried to disconnect myself away from um my love of darren as a geezer as a lad and uh try to just analyze the fight now when i do that i still come up with the same conclusions maybe a little bit more diluted than obviously what i would do when i involve my emotion but what i think every now and again a fight comes along for an up for an up-and-comer that is just timed to perfection. And mm-hmm. I just think that this fight at the weekend, with where Donald's at in his career, where Darren's at in his career, I just think it's all aligned nicely. The timing is absolutely perfect for this. Because Donald Cerrone's not on his way out, but he's not on his way up, if that makes no. sense. Whereas yep. Darren is the shooting star, undefeated. He's got the second best undefeated mixed martial arts record to Khabib. You know what I mean? He, yeah. is, he is the daddy. And he's knocking kids out. He's got heavy hands. This is an opportunity at the weekend for him to send that star into orbit. And I just think it's aligned perfectly for him. Yeah, I think of all the other welterweights in the top 10 ranking of the UFC, you know, they're all most of them are guys that you think that's tough because you know Tyron Woodley's got the wrestling background. Yeah, you know, everyone's got these. You know, um, everyone's got these strengths where you think, okay, well, he's got that. that that's his strength at the top top level. Maybe Darren might struggle against a, a, you know a, an outstanding wrestler, an incredible jujitsu black belt. Uh, you know all these other points. Out of all of them, you go. You really need them to get in there with someone who's just a striker that's going to want to strike back against them. Um, and then you go, okay, so the second ingredient that you want is actually someone who, because Darren's a mid, basically a middleweight that's forcing himself down to welterweight. So ideally you want a natural lightweight that's now kicking about at welterweight. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. You know, 
he just ticks all these boxes, yeah. Cowboy, you know, and you know because of the way Cowboy fights and his reputation and everything else, he won't go in there. I don't think he'll go in there and, and go, you know what, I'm fighting a young, fresh kid that's massive, that loves to strike, so I'm going to shoot a I'm going to shoot a double leg and uh, lay, lay and play him through the round. That's just not what Cowboy Cerrone's made. Yeah. If it was, then he wouldn't be one of the most popular fighters on the planet. He'll go in there and he'll just fucking throw legs and arms at Darren and hope that something lands. Obviously, it's a lot more technical than that. But that's what Darren needs. That's the fight he needs to have. That's the opponent he needs to have to break into the break into the top 10, the upper ends of this division. You're right, the stars couldn't have aligned any better. And that's why I'm kind of thinking, this is, it feels like a magical moment. You know, I, I'm looking forward to Saturday. As soon as Phil Collins comes on... Oof. I can feel it coming <laughs> in No, you're not. I'll dude. just be like, you're not karaoke on the show, are you? You are, aren't the, you? The you're... back, the hairs on the back of my neck, just like when, just like when Zed cars and that's it's, it's mad. I'm saying that because obviously I'm a Liverpool fan, but when Zed cars started playing at Goodison mm. and Tony Bell, you walked out again. You know, I went to school with Tony Bell. You, the backstory's there. I know the journey he's been on. I know his family. It's a very similar situation. And when you've got that affinity with a fighter, it's something a bit special because he is like your mate. He is, you know, you, you know what the journey's been on. And I'm not saying it's been any harder or any any easier than what Cowboy Cerrone's come on. And, and I'd hate this to be the end of Cowboy Cerrone's career because as a fighter, I really enjoy watching him fight. Yeah, but. It's, you know, it's surely it's our time. Surely it's Darren Till's time now. British MMA needs Darren Till to win the weekend because that would open up a world of possibilities to not just him, but many other fighters. Because then, you know what? Instead of the annual showdown in London, which we basically the staple that all British fans get now from the UFC as the one token show in London every year, maybe we'll get a Manchester Arena show again, or maybe we'll get a Liverpool Echo Arena show because Darren Till's a superstar now. And then maybe because they've done that, just like when Connor went to Dublin and dragged the Octagon back to Dublin, and then suddenly half a fucking SBG's roster got signed by the UFC. Maybe that's what the Northwest can benefit from. Maybe yeah. we'll see a glut of fighters from Liverpool and Manchester and wherever all get signed by the UFC as well to fill the quota and to get more bums on seats. No. That's that's where we're standing now. We're on the we're on the precipice of something a bit special. Really special. Looking forward to it. Gutted I can't be there because, like I said, I'm in Belfast this weekend. I'll be keeping up to date. I will have a screen on my desk as I'm watching the boxing. I'll be keeping an eye on everything that's going on at UFC Gdansk. And if you're listening to this show, I fully urge you to just watch that. The, the card in, in itself is a decent enough card, but that main event could be something very, very special. Get excited about this kid. Hopefully we'll have him on the show next week as well. Darren Till, Cowboy Soroni in the main event at UFC Gdansk. Also on there... Uh, Karolina Kovalsevich is um, a fantastic fighter who we've seen him with my girl, uh, Johanna. Um, and she's fighting Jordi Escobiel, who is making her UFC debut at the weekend. You would anticipate Karolina to light this kid up. It's like a coming out fight, really, for her. I don't know too much about uh, Escobiel, I'll be honest with you, uh, with her being a UFC debut. What's a mixed martial arts record like? Is it is it anything of any standard? Because the Paul is absolutely dynamite with them fists. No, I know exactly. Yeah, it does feel like there's a couple of uh, there's a couple of nicely set up uh, Polish for the home sided fights here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where you think, okay, so the by the time the main event kicks off, the poles are going to be absolutely dancing in the aisles if everything plays out like it should do. Obviously, as you say, we know all about Carolina. Uh, she's done the business before. She's top end in this division, um, but you know she's actually fighting a girl from Albuquerque as well. So mm. I don't, I don't know whether she trains at Jackson Wink. You would hazard a guess that she does train at Jackson Wink, being from uh, being from that area. But she's uh, 
This is obviously she's coming in from the uh, from Invicta, where she's had a, a good run in Invicta. I think she's got a six and two record coming into the UFC. People probably remember her. She was on Joanna Claudia's uh, tough shit season. Yeah. Um, she she lost there in a split decision that was in the qualifying round. So we haven't really got to see much of her, or UFC fans haven't anyway. But um, you know, she comes from a, a very much a boxing background, kind of similar to Holly Holm, if you like. You know, Holly Holm's obviously been based out of Jackson Wink her entire career. Yet she conquered the world of boxing before she even moved into mixed martial arts. This girl's similar. She's come from a boxing background. Unlike Holly Holm, you couldn't exactly say Jody's been dominated the boxing ring, but she's come over to MMA. She's made a bit of a noise of herself and Invicta, as I say, and this is a massive opportunity for us. But it's going to be tough to look past Carolina in in this uh, in this co-main. Likewise, uh, Jan Blachowicz in the in the fight before that as well. Again, these are just pure, perfectly set up mm-hmm. for the to get the polls bouncing in time for the main event. I feel. I love how uh, relaxed Carolina is when she comes to the octagon. She just leans on the octagon, waits for. All the announcements and then gets down to business. It's like she can't be asked. It's like she's picking the kids up from school, isn't it? It's absolutely <laughs> crackers how relaxed she is just before she's going to go to war. Uh, but I'll tell you what will be interesting whether Connor or not is in the crowd because he's mates fighting, isn't he? And you know that he likes to turn up to a little bit of uh, Art and uh, Lobov, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, I think at the moment there's so many questions around Connor and what he's going to do next. You know, the, obviously Malinaji's crawled out from under a rock again this week and said that. <laughs> He's uh, his team are negotiating, which you know I I'll be honest I did predict that didn't I after the yeah. Mayweather fight I was like he'll fight Malinaji next what well, you wait and see St Patrick's Day in New York it will happen thankfully it all died down and I thought you know we ain't gonna see that now let's see Connor back in the UFC like taking on Tony Ferguson flush, like he should do but unfortunately yeah exactly that Bob and shit come back up again <laughs> and Malinaji's like you know my my um, my manager Al Heyman is in discussions with uh, Dana White in the UFC and this thing could definitely happen hopefully that's just Malinaji clinging on uh, like like uh, you know like grim death trying to make this fight happen Al Heyman, you know, he's an incredible manager in boxing. Mate, he's very good he at making things happen, doesn't he? He generally does make things happen, unfortunately. As soon as I realised he was with Al Heyman, that's when I thought, oh, fuck, oh, this actually might happen now, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just kind of keeping my fingers crossed that Connor sticks to what he said he was going to do. He gets in with with uh, with Tony Ferguson next because that's the fight we want to see, isn't it? Yeah, I know Barbosa, Edison Barbosa's come out this week and said he's agreed and signed a contract to fight Khabib, which means that that would be the perfect co-main mm. for wherever this Tony Ferguson Connor fight is. But listen, you know, Connor, f- follow Connor on social media. My wife does. She's a massive Connor McGregor fan suddenly. <laughs> and uh, she was telling me the day it was like the baby's christening or whatever, yeah. the Connor Jr.'s christening. So <clears throat> from what I can see, the last thing he's thinking about at the moment is actually fighting again. No, absolutely. Um, it would be interesting if he does rock up to support his mate. Artem Lobov is on the uh, prelims, quite way down the prelims. He's taking He's taking on Touchy Feely. That's his nickname, yeah. by the way, Andre Feely. Who, in his, I've seen him fight, and I think, and he's lit places up. And then I've seen him fight again, and he and he just hasn't really ignited my fire. He's a bit hot and cold. Is uh, Andre Feely at times? Yeah, he is. Yeah, it's it's weird. He's he, he you know he wins one, loses one, wins one, loses one. Yeah. That's kind of been his can't get any his momentum UFC going. Can he? No, he can't, and he's been like that for some time now. It's quite worrying. Um, you know, I don't even know whether he's still at Team Alpha Male anymore, but he seems to be. Every time he steps up a level, he struggles. You know, Max Holloway, Yar Rodriguez, people like that. But mm. and then yet he'll always buy a win in between. 
he's coming off a loss, which so you could argue he's he's, he's looking at a win. Um, you know, Artem. I'll be honest, I, I don't really rate Artem that highly. No, he's not. He's, um, he's only getting the publicity because he's Connor's mate and he fights out that. Exactly. Gym. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He fights out of SBG in Ireland. You know, he, he's the Russian hammer. And if you look at his early career record, you know, it, you could kind of argue, did he even deserve a spot in the UFC when it came when it came knocking for him? You know, and then he he started in the UFC with a couple of defeats. Anyway, you're right. I think it's just because he's Connor's mate that he. He keeps getting opportunities, but mm. whenever he has, whenever he has stepped up again, uh, he, he struggled. You know, after tough, I'm surprised he got a contract. There was better people on tough that didn't get a contract, but it is what it is. You know, he, he lost the Cubs once last time out, which he'd, if he'd have won that, he'd have been a top ten ranked guy. So, and that was a fight of the night. I seem to remember. So, uh, mm. Artem probably start this one as favourite, but I think if if, if Touchy Feely turns up, he, he shouldn't have too many issues for me. Make sure you follow us on all social medias at Fight Disciples. Uh, on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. As I said, the UFC on the fly episode is currently on our Facebook. Our Instagram story on Saturday night could be a, a thing of beauty. One, Nick will probably get thrown out of UFC Gdansk if uh, Darren Till sparks uh, Cerrone because you know what his celebration is like. He'll end up in the octagon, this clown, you know what I mean? He'll be all over the gaff. Uh, but then the after-show party at that strippers in the uh, centre of Gdansk that I've told him not to go to, um, I've no doubt he'll be filming the lot for everybody's uh, enjoyment as you're uh, sat at home. <laughs> Uh, so make sure you're all over our Instagram page uh, because Nick will be uh, and God knows what, uh, what he'll come back with uh, from UFC Gdansk. Um, you mentioned Holly Holm's name there um, and she's popped up a couple of times on my uh, feed this week mainly because of uh, a little bit of a, not a row, just a bit of back and forth with uh, Chrissy Cyborg. There's no fight made there yet. There's a lot of rumours that they will be fighting. I think Cyborg's called her out a couple of times and now they're starting to talk about drug tests uh, within their fight. Um, Cyborg uh, basically made a post the other day on Instagram saying, I've been tested three times this month already. Uh, I hope Holly Holm's being tested as much as me. That's a little bit of pot calling the kettle black, Chrissy. I'll be honest with you, kid. You know what I mean? You've had a good old time on that juice in your days and you've uh, you've had bands in, in the past. Um, okay, you're a clean athlete now. Sound, fair play. Um, but we know what the testing regime is like within the UFC. It's rigorous. Everybody's getting tested left, right and centre. The problem that I've got with it is when they do catch these drug cheats, the punishments aren't strong enough. That's my problem. The testing, that's the solid bit. Yeah. It is, yeah, exactly. The UFC have, have you know, they're, they're all over the testing these days. Otherwise, they, if they weren't, then we wouldn't actually be uh, sitting here and now crying over spilt milk of the fact that we've lost the greatest natural talent the sport's ever seen because he was a fucking big drug head. Um <laughs> Uh, obviously, I'm referring to JBJ. Uh, the, the sport's still reeling from the fact that what do we do now? Uh, except uh, all nail down and pray to our, our new lord, uh, Mighty Mouse Demetrius Johnson, who's about three foot, three foot four. So yeah, it's just it's it's a bit, bit mad. That hang on a minute, get them lemons out your mouth, you. Are you bitter much? Go on, spit them out. <laughs> I just them. missed John. Spit he broke them. me heart. Spit them lemons out. Listen, it's honestly, gone. it, it was broke a, me heart. Nick, it was a John bad Jones is no, like it's Nick. like spending a year in Thailand, uh, living on the beach and living the life of Riley, and you know just smoking a heisha pipe every yeah. day and yeah, yeah, yeah. sucking on a beer and mm. having this beautiful Thai bride just tickling your bollocks every night. Yeah, yeah. And you just think, you know what? This is paradise. Yeah, yeah. This is paradise. This I've never been happier. This is what it's all about this is what the game is all about and on, on your last day of that 12 months she turns around and pulls out a big set of hairy bollocks <laughs> that's how i feel about with john jones 
He wined me, dined me, romanced me. Yeah. For 10 years or, or throughout his UFC career, yeah. John Jones, I was like, you know what? It's a fucking pleasure to be around watching this guy because, listen, you can stick your Fedors and your GSPs and your Anderson Silvers where the sun don't shine. This guy is the best we've ever seen, and I am so happy that he's around during my era. So when I when I become old and wise and I've got grandkids and, they got, and they're fans of MMA and UFC or whatever, and they go, oh, this guy, I can go, listen, son, I was around when fucking Johnny Bones Jones was doing his magic. So when he got busted for drugs yet again and you realise that whole narrative that you've built up for your whole life is crumbling around, crumbling around you. That's it. You can't be nothing but bitter, can you? That's it, you've been shagging a block. That's basically That's what, exactly you, it. what you've been That's exactly it. Never Heartbreak. Mind. Never mind, son. Never mind. Um, anyway, pot calling the kettle black with Cyborg and uh, Holly Holm. I actually would love to see this fight. I genuinely would. I think uh, Cyborg needs a proper test. Holly Holm, obviously, with her pedigree in the boxing world, that's a proper test. You know, okay, there's weight uh, differentials there. Somebody's got to step up and make it happen. Yeah. But let's make it happen. Uh, I think what's happening here is Cyborg's got to start calling these girls out because there's literally nobody around a featherweight. There's no natural featherweights capable of giving her a fight. So the only thing she can do is try and get into a war of words with these natural bantamweights. Holly Holm was never a featherweight in the M MMA. She only moved up for that one fight because there was an opportunity for a world title against the girl that was also being blown up from bantamweight. Uh, this is the issue that the UFC were always going to have when yeah. he introduced this featherweight division for Chris Cyborg. Where's the fucking depth? Mm. Where's the opposition? There's no opposition out there. So she's desperately trying to call out what names are left. And, uh, you know, if I was Holly, Team Holly Hom, I wouldn't have any part of it. Why bother? You know, continue to press on at bantamweight. Mm. Try and win that belt back rather than go up and give weight advantage away. So a girl, like, you know, the fact that she's even bringing up drug testing as a as a jibe at anybody else. Jesus Christ, <laughs> I love Chris it. Cyborg. I love it. Fucking hell. Unbelievable. <laughs> One thing that Ella has been keeping me entertained on social media, other than obviously Cyborg calling out uh, Holly Holm, um, has been uh, Rampage Jackson and Nick Diaz. Have you seen any of this? I've seen the video. It's amazing. so funny. I, I couldn't work out whether it was really old or it was new. Brand I'm, new. I'm guessing it's brand new. Brand new. Yeah, it's, from yeah. the week, it's from the weekend, yeah. It's brand spanking new. Um, so they were obviously out partying and what have you. Rampage Jackson's having a little bit of a chat with uh, Nick Diaz's... Well, Nick Diaz's supposed woman. Every time I, I, I see Nick Diaz's social media, there's a new, different girl on there anyway. So it must be quite difficult for anybody to keep up with uh, Nick Diaz and his, uh, his lady friends. However, um, there's, a, there's a... I think it's an Instagram post that shows Rampage, Quinton Jackson chatting to a girl very attractive girl and then nick rocks up says listen man don't be disrespectful talking to my girl and text the girl out the way then quinton jackson sees his ass he's obviously quite a bit bigger than nick you know what i mean mm -hmm. he's, quite, he's quite a bit of a bigger lad and then a little bit of a um a back and forth like it, it was nothing there was no pushing or shoving or anything like that there's just a little bit of a back and forth regarding the chat this the thing i like about this quinton jackson is a big motherfucker, right? He is absolutely huge. Now, if my missus was talking to Quinton Jackson, like I've said previously about Anthony Joshua, I'd probably, you know, make a brew and uh, bring him a biscuit <laughs> type of scenario. Nick Diaz does not give a shit about anything, does he? He does not care. I don't care how big you are. I don't care how massive your muscles are. 
I am a badass, and I'm going to come over here, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to sort this problem out. And fair play to him, man. He just steamed on over. I don't think this is the end of, of this particular scenario. There'll be a little bit of more social media. So I encourage anybody listening to this show, get on Nick Diaz's Twitter, get on Nick Diaz's Instagram, and also do the exact same thing with uh, Quinton Rampage Jackson, because this could be quite funny. It could keep us entertained up until Christmas. Yeah, both of them are probably entertainers, aren't they? They love a little bit of this anyway. I love the way Nick Diaz is just so cool as fuck, though, isn't he? He just looks like he's absolutely stoned all out the of time. his mind. All the time. All the time, yeah. He probably is, when I, when I first watched the video, I thought it was Rampage's girl, yeah, and Nick them. Diaz had took her away. That's them. what it looks like yeah, at yeah. first. It's the other way around, He's like, don't though, be yeah. doing me like that, Nick. Don't be doing me like that, taking me girl. And I was like, hey. And it was only when, you, uh, when I looked into it, yeah, it was actually, it was the other way around kind of thing, but... Uh, Man, listen, don't, mess you, with the don't scrap be pack. Su- I'm t- telling you now, mate, don't be surprised if the, if there's more of this to come because, you know, it it just seemed a bit of a, co- you know, it, I'm, I'm really cynical about these things now when these videos get released and I'm like, okay, what's the point yeah. in this video? You know, Rampage has still kind of got a UFC contract, but kind of still fighting for Bellator, but really we don't know mm. where he fits into the equation. And likewise, Nick Diaz is like, you know, is he ever going to fight again? Is there anyone left for him to fight? If he'll fight Anderson Silva, I'll tell you now, Nick Diaz will fight Rampage Jackson, given <laughs> half the chance. And if the money's right... And who knows? And he'd give you know, away the, the weight the day, as well, wouldn't he? He'd give away the of weight. Of course he, he would. wouldn't give a fuck. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, listen, on a, on a couple of other notes as well, of fights that have been made over the last seven days, um, let's have a quick look at UFC Winnipeg because it's looking quite tasty, this. I know that we talk about the main pay-per-view events quite a lot, but I just want to touch upon this one in particular uh, because uh, there's some absolute crackers. I'm going to leave the one that's getting us all wet to the last bit of this, all right? Uh, but Jose Aldo against Lamas. This is the first time in his UFC career, uh, that uh, Jose Aldo will be on a non-pay-per-view event, and it's the first three-rounder that he's been scheduled for since 2009. Is this the sign that Aldo's career's on the slide, Nicky boy? What's going on? It would certainly suggest as much, yeah, exactly. Um, and to be honest, I'm surprised he's, he's coming back. I thought we'd probably see the end of Jose Aldo, to be totally honest with you. I didn't think he'd... Uh he'd have the motivation to come back anymore and obviously this doesn't paint a great picture the fact that he's not even headlining uh, a fight night event but you know uh, he, he lost the, the, the fight to, uh, to to Max Holloway of course uh, one fight after losing to Conor McGregor he's still trying to rebuild his brand he's still obviously the greatest featherweight the sport's ever known but uh, you know it's it, 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 it get, you get a feeling now where you think, is he dragging this out a little bit too long? You know, mm. Ricardo Lamas is a guy that shouldn't be able to lace Jose Aldo's boots, and yet he'll see this as a massive opportunity. If he beats Aldo, he probably gets himself a title shot. So, yeah. But you're right, this card is shaping up lovely. Obviously, the main event is well, well, fuck. calm yourself down, right? Because I want to talk about a fight that might, might see our boy fight the winner of it okay so our boys Darren Till yeah. UFC Gdansk now we know what he did the last time out uh, Darren yeah. Till he called out Ponzinibbio okay so Ponzinibbio now has been teamed up with Mike Perry Platinum Perry's on a little bit of a tear at the moment we are obviously familiar with him uh, with what he did to uh, our boy Danny Roberts in Manchester I've said listen for that week, I thought he were an absolute dickhead, but I've watched him a lot over the last year, and I'm a massive fan of Platinum Perry. I really am, mate. This could be one of the best fights, Ponzinibbio against Perry. Both of them are unbelievable strikers. It's just going to be, I'll see you in the middle of the octagon, and let's just throw some shapes, man, and see what happens. It will, yeah, and as you say, it's, it, it kind of set itself up perfectly. Perry's actually in, Pol- in Poland this weekend. Yeah, he is. He's one of the guest fighters over in uh, Gdansk. So well, I've heard. I was. Uh, you'll be able to throw some sh- throw some light on this because I know you've spoken to Darren a lot this week. 
I've yeah. heard that if he if everything goes to plan this week, if he if he does the business on Cowboy, he's getting Perry into the octagon and they're going to have a showdown, man. He's going to tell him, listen, it's me and you next. Let's do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he seems that like Darren was a bit pissed off that uh, that Perry was taking some cheap shots at him on social media. So he's like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna steam Cowboy this weekend. He said, he, he said, I'm, I don't look past anyone, but once I get the job against Cowboy, that fucker's sitting ringside. He's getting in there. He said, I will just drag him into the octagon and go right, bitch. You're next. Ooh, yeah, you're getting it next. So shit out. It, it, it's, it's setting itself up nicely, isn't it? This welterweight division. It's shaping up. A, there was a time there just a year or so ago we were kind of going, fuck, who's left to who's left to test Tyron Woodley you know where's the future of this mm. welterweight division Tyron's just fucking boring his way through championship fights where's all the action and then suddenly we're surrounded by incredible strikers all you know under the age of 25 yeah, man. absolute beasts who all walk the walk and absolutely talk the talk as well so it's a 2018 man it's going to be an exciting time for the 170 pound weight class wherever that is in the world we are 100% going if Perry comes through Ponzinibbio and that's listen that's a tough fight Ponzinibbio can strike man if yeah, he yeah. come, if he comes through that fight and obviously Darren comes through what he's doing in Gdansk at the weekend wherever it is I don't give a shit where it is if it's in Brazil, in Brazil we are going mate we are 100% going because that is going to be an unbelievable fight you know what that could happen in Liverpool I'm telling you that, that fight could happen in Liverpool it's not Liverpool maybe Manchester Arena absolute naughty it'd be insane yeah, it absolutely would be insane. brilliant it would be insane now obviously you alluded to the fight there's another fight on that card that's getting everybody wet and I uh, I chucked this on our social media uh, last week it is a cracker man Lawler RDA that is oh man as soon as they made that fight I melted I honestly melted a little bit and I know that RDA has made a little bit of noise about listen I don't give a shit what anybody thinks this is definitely should be an interim fight Maybe he's got an argument for it, maybe. But even without a belt, even without a title on it, this, for the winner of this, it's kind of what we were talking about with Crawler Burns a bit back. It's about a relevance fight, this, isn't it? The, yeah. win- the winner of this, stick your hand up, man. You're in, the, you're in the window for the next shot, surely. Yeah, you'd like to think so. This has got to be some kind of final eliminator, of course. Uh, RDA's waited long enough and then... You know, we we questioned whether welterweight was the right way. He's class looking for good. Him, but He's looking good. He mate. looks absolutely a killer, you know. And that's, uh, I, I think, you know, you're talking about your Tyron Woodley, your Robbie Lawler's, your Stephen Thompson, uh, your, your Rafael de Sanjos, your Damian Myers of this world. Yeah. For me, they're the, they're the, they're the top tier at the moment. They're the guys who are absolutely at the top of the tier with Donald Cerrone just on the outside of that. But then beneath them, that's where we've got your Neil Magnes, your Ponza Nibios, your hopefully your Darren Tills, your Perry Mike Till. Perrys, yeah, yeah, yeah. Perrys, you know. Even not, even Danny Roberts is just underneath all them as well. He could come back yeah, into that mix. They they're just pushing. You know, you know, this is the next generation looking to break into those top five or six. But you're right, they they, they remain the top five or six. So you would you would think that you know once once Mayan and Woodley have done their thing, surely if if especially if RDA can do a number on Robbie Lawler, oh. surely RDA would be. The, uh, would be the next, you know, and and you know, it, who knows what happens when 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 uh, where the title's going to be at that point? You know, it's mm. it's crazy, man. It, there's so much, there's so many options out there at the moment. It's kind of like a a blessing for Tyron Woodley in a lot of in a lot of ways because he's come under so much stick for the way he's been as a champion. You know, afraid to lose rather than going out there and putting in dominant dominating performances. Mm. You know, that's that's kind of where it's like you know. 
after the win over Maya, you know, it's like uh, we want to see we want to see more from him, don't we? We want to see him get in there. And yeah. he's always said that against the right opponents, it'll bring out the best in me. Well, the, it's surely the right opponent. Last time, the best we've seen of him was when he took the title off Robbie Lawler. That's the best he's been. Yeah. So we would argue about him going in with Robbie Lawler again. But then Rafael de Sanos looks like an absolute beast at the moment. So yeah, he is. and he and he isn't a fighter that's going to kind of coast his way through a fight, man. There's there's so many options out there, and as you say, then the next generation below them is even more ferocious. Yeah. So, exciting times, absolutely exciting times in this weight class. It, it was interesting to see the uh, the fans' reaction to this fight because obviously everybody's familiar with Robbie being at this weight category. And he's massive at this weight category, let's be honest. He is big. Um, and obviously, Rafael has uh, stepped up from 155 pounds and he's only been there for two or three fights. Uh, and But he's looked brilliant. He's looked absolutely brilliant, in my opinion, at this uh, particular level. This is a proper step up. He's fighting a proper character in, uh, in Robbie Lawler. And everybody... A lot of fans who were maybe Brazilian jiu-jitsu traditionalists were going, oh, this is brilliant for Rafael, superb if he reverts back to his his traditions, if he, his heritage, this could be an absolute really coming out fight in the welterweight division. But then every, there was this other group of people that were going, are you taking the pace, he's going to get blown away, he's too small, uh, yeah. Robbie Lola's going to absolutely smash him to bits. So it's got yeah. that 50-50 element. I, I love that, and I think we need that, and I think that's what the, the UFC has in abundance and it should be capitalising on it week in, week out. It's like this weekend, Cerrone Till. We obviously have our allegiance, but for everybody else that doesn't know Donald Cerrone personally or doesn't know Darren Till personally, they'll look at that fight and they'll go, that's a 50-50, not that. Yeah, yeah, well, even the, even the bookies have got it pretty close, you know. I think mm. marginally, well, this is the UK, so it might be different in the US. Maybe it's any, if anyone's listening in yeah. the US, they probably can let us know what the, probably be what the odds are over this. in Vegas and stuff. Yeah, you'd probably think Cerrone would be a favourite. But uh, but it's very close over here. I think at last I'd seen Darren Till was like 13 to 10. And Cerrone was like five to eight or something like that, which isn't yeah. a million miles away. Cerrone's like a marginal favourite, but it is very close. And and for the all the reasons we've talked about earlier, you know, you've got young, fresh, big monster finisher in one side, and you've got a, you know, an absolute veteran who's beloved all over the world and has been there, done it, and got the t-shirt more than once, and isn't ready to quit yet. You know, I still I still believes he's got an awful lot to offer this game. So exciting. Buzzing, absolutely buzzing for the weekend. Gutted, I'm not going to be there, but Nick will be there in abundance. So make sure you. What are you thinking? Us. What are you thinking? Come on, give us a prediction. I obviously, think... we're, not, we're both going to go the same way. Obviously, that's because our, we're going to let our heart rule our heads. Obviously, yeah. we're going for a Darren Till win. Yeah. Do you think he's going to have to go the full five rounds? No, Do you no, think I don't. he's going to get the finish? No, I don't. I think he's going to stop him. I think. Um, wow. I think if Masvidal stops Cerrone, I think. Uh, uh, Darren Till stops her on it and I'm going to say that he'll do it in the first half of the fight as well I think it's going to be absolutely emphatic the last time out for Darren it was one of those where I think he was just enjoying himself a little bit too much and he even said on our show didn't he that he maybe dragged it out longer than he should have done he could have finished it if he wanted to but he was having a bit of a scream and it was great it was great entertainment we loved it absolutely we loved it there's, there's a statement coming this weekend mate when he was in the show um, with us when, we, when they were all filming for UFC on the fly which you can catch on our Facebook page um, there was some about him that, and obviously we've met him a few times and I've, I've looked in his eyes a couple of times and I, I love the guy's personality but there's a statement coming this weekend I could just read it in his body language there's certain fighters that you spend time with and you can just see it's this is it, there's no messing about this weekend and I genuinely think it'll be Darren Till uh, TKO within two rounds yeah I, I, it's funny you took the words right out of my mouth I've uh, 
I spent a lot of time with him over the last month. I've uh, been speaking to him, you know, texting him nearly every day. And, uh, you know, he, he, he genuinely believes this is his moment. This is his time. So, you know, psychologically and physically, he couldn't be in a better oh, place. He's to in do great it. shape. Great you know, shape. And I, I honestly think it's gonna, we're going to have to see something extremely special from Cowboy Cerrone for him not to be stopped in this fight because Darren has really got the bit between his teeth. And I think. You know, Cerrone will come over here fit. Uh, you know, he, he takes fights on a whim, as we know, and that's why fight fans around the world love him. But I genuinely don't think he understands the type of gorilla that he's going to be getting in with on Saturday night, mm. how actually hard Darren Till hits. I think on paper, when you look at his mixed martial arts record, Darren Till looks like a bit of a novice. You know, he's not had a lot of fights, but it's because people don't realise he had 40-odd Thai fights. You know, mm. he fought for Thai world titles in Thailand when he was still a teenager. This is a kid that... Can you know has been beat up? Can take a beating? Can take a shot? Um, and I think this team Cerrone will be relying a little bit on the fact that they'll have the experience and the skills to get through it. But listen, unless he rev- unless he does the one thing that I kind of expect him to do, but the world probably won't, and that's try and take Dan until down and try and uh, do something on the ground. Then I think it's going to be a cold shot shot for Dan for uh, for Cowboy Cerrone. And you're right, I, I don't think he is the the hooter for the end of the second round. There you go. We're on the same page. What are you yeah, on? Man. Get in contact with us. Let us know what you think and how you're consuming the fights this weekend. There's so much to consume. Some amazing boxing events, which we spoke about on our previous podcast this week. You can get all them via fightdisciples.com. And obviously, this is the one. This is the one that we're emotionally connected to. It's a huge, huge night for Darren Till. UFC Gdansk. There's going to be murder on Gdansk floor. That's how we're rolling on today's show. <laughs> uh, subscribe to our podcast. Write us a five-star review. Please get involved with the Fight Disciples. Become a part of this community that we're building uh, slowly but surely uh, you can get it all on our website fightdisciples.com and make sure you're on our social media because that's where it's going down this weekend Nick's over in Gdansk I'm over in Belfast so if you're a boxing fan you'll get stuff from me in Belfast if you're a big UFC fan you'll get loads of stuff from Nick as he's out in Gdansk in the strippers uh, so <laughs> get yourself on uh, at Fight Disciples on Facebook Twitter and Instagram and a quick one as well if you need some new togs for the weekend get on our fa- uh, our clothing partner Luke1977.com that's their website site luke1977.com um, the t-shirts that myself and uh, Nick were wearing in that video that you can catch on our Facebook page UFC on the fly are all available on their website and use this discount code FDLR15 come and join us next week because hopefully we'll be speaking to a very very happy scouser not the one that does the show with me regularly the one that we just get in every now and again when he beats people up hopefully Darren Tin will be with us next week alright we'll catch you next time thank you for listening if you like what you heard subscribe via iTunes